This is the Huddle.com LifeCast. We're talking to inspired and insightful people who have faced life's greatest challenges and broken through. Welcome, everyone, to the Huddle.com Livecast. I'm your host, Mark Stolo. I'm joined today by Elisa Alari. Elisa is a nutrition and wellness coach, and she's also among our network of Huddle pros. That means that she's available in the Huddle community to support our members with professional and expert guidance. And she's also going to be one of the professionals providing one-to-one video support for our members Hopefully by the time this is released, it'll be available in the community and you can jump off and talk to Elisa in the community and then book some time with her for one-to-one support. Elisa, welcome to the Huddle.com Lifecast. Hello, Mark. Thank you so much. So you and I were, we've, we've chatted quite a bit. We're getting to know our Huddle pros a lot. And it turns out that you and I share something in common that we want to talk about today. We're going to, we're going to air our dirty laundry and try to leave people with some takeaways around the experience of perfection and pursuing perfection, which I think is something that plagues a lot of people. And I say plagues because there's interesting lessons you learn as you start going down the path of trying to live a quote unquote perfect life. Um, And there's a certain kind of quality and a texture to that experience that also is very conducive to lots of anxiety, lots of stress um, and, and we're, I want us together to kind of hash that out. And it's interesting with you that you're very focused on your wellness coaching, um, work right now. And you're also, you've also done modeling in parallel to that. And that's a world very much kind of shrouded in the mm-hmm. illusions of perfection, um, and portraying this very kind of picture perfect life. What's been your experience, kind of give people a lay of the land of what's been your experience understanding this process in your own life of trying to strive for perfection, trying to achieve perfection. Maybe you can tell a little bit about you personally and why that's become like something that you've wrestled with in your personal life. Absolutely. Um, This is a fantastic topic because I think um, a lot of people can relate to this. We we put immense pressure on ourselves to be our perfect selves, right? And um, over the years and over my experiences, I've learned to cope with that and to find that healthy balance in my life and to accept all of me and to accept what is. Um, So yes, I, (laughs) there's a lot of things I want to say over this, but the truth is is that I did, yes, I have been modeling um, for over eight years of my life. And I think that played a huge role in why I strived for perfection. But it also, you know, it was the biggest blessing in my life because it really did teach me how to accept my imperfections as well. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, that that's one thing. It's, it's true that it has blessed me to uh, accept my imperfections, but um, it taught me as well how to go into that healthy lifestyle. Right. What's what? one, two, maybe a few things that you learned along that path of like craving and striving and constantly yearning after perfection. Like what's, what was the big 
aha moment for you about like, hmm, something ain't right here. Mm. Um, are you asking for in my during my modeling or in general? You're, in in your modeling or just some some insight that you took away that was like, okay, here's what doesn't work about the perfection model or the perfection theory. Right. Um, so the truth is, you know, we're perfection <laughs> doesn't doesn't exist. And the beauty of this life that we live in is that we're all perfect in our own way. We all have um, we all have imperfections. We all go through challenges and we all and that that's how you you grow and that's how you learn. And the thing is, it's like as soon as you learn how to accept all of you, life just becomes different. Life just becomes a little more exciting, a little more loving. And um, yes, the thing is, is that you cannot just focus on the destination um, because as soon as you reach that destination, you need to, you will create a new one. So I've learned over the years is to learn how to enjoy the the journey, enjoy Mm -hmm. the process. Mm -hmm. Because there's thing as reaching the final destination i want you to keep pushing to keep making new destinations that's that's good um but yeah overall i think that it's it's just it's just about learning how to enjoy the journey 100 percent. you you talked you mentioned something in that uh, that uh, struck me and this idea of comparing yourself i mean perfection is a very comparative kind of measure right um right because it's set against what is imperfect and so you get this ideal in your head and you're you know you feel like you're constantly trying to move towards that thing and to your point that thing is very elusive Mm. you know it's like the second you hit it it's like it kind of slinks away it's like that scene where the guy goes to pick up like a football and kicks it again and goes to pick it up again and kicks it again and they're just stumbling down their lives why do you think that what, where do you think the comparison piece comes from? Why do you think for people, they're often in a situation where they're comparing their lives to other people's lives? And why do you think that creates so much tension? Mm, that's a great question. Um, I think we're, it's natural for all of us to compare ourselves, um, especially that we now live in a time um, with social media. We live in a time where everyone is just portraying their their best times. Their, you know, There's all these different ideas of what beauty should look like. Um, and yeah, um, people can't help but to compare themselves. And the thing is, I think it's great to, to compare at times. So tr- the truth is, I think it's great to be inspired. Mm-hmm. It's great to look you know to look at people to look at photos to look at lifestyles and be like wow that's something i really want to achieve and i think learning how to compare yourself in the right way and again this goes with you know working on your mindset working on yourself working on loving yourself first right so you can compare in a healthy way and really grow but um yeah of course like i mean I was in the industry of modeling and I still am now. And it is, I still find myself sometimes comparing. And what I'm trying to do now is that like, I realize I'm like, wow, there are so many beautiful people in this world. Everyone is so beautiful in different ways. And I've learned that beauty is different in all people's eyes. Um, And there is beauty and actually in everyone. And to learn how to kind of humble yourself and to go to someone and be like, hey, compliment them tell them that immediately puts you in a different stage in a different mindset. So 
Um, again, I could go on a lot with this topic, but yes, I think that it's it's just learning how to compare yourself well and how to use it as a tool to inspire or to be inspired. Inspire is a great word. It actually comes, mm-hmm. the etymology of the word inspired is uh, inspirare, which is to infuse something with life, which is really, really different than um, what we would con- often think of as envy. So like envy is a drain, right? Envy mm-hmm. is, it's a very kind of what I would call like a gross and I mean, like, when I say gross, not like ugly, I mean, like a base emotion mm-hmm. that's very muddy and murky. And it um, typically makes people angry and then fear. Whereas inspiration really infuses our life with a sense of hopefulness, gratitude, mm-hmm. where we can look at someone else's life and think, you're a source of energy for me. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, the ideal becomes a source of inspiration, not a source of, um, either resignation like oh i'll never Mm. be that good or a source of like you know some judgmental like something's wrong with that and so i have to diminish that to make myself feel better so i think it's interesting that you use the word inspire in that context let's talk about like the elusive goal it's a funny Mm -hmm. paradox with goals right because to your point it's good to have goals you need benchmarks you're moving Mm -hmm. towards something Mm -hmm. Uh, you want to be inspired the perfectionist and goals, that's a different animal, right? So there's like healthy ways of setting goals and then there's the perfectionist way of setting goals. Right. The perfectionist way of setting goals is everything has to be just so. They live in a world yep. of just so. The thing that I've taken away and I'm, I'm be curious to hear from you is nothing is ever just so. Like, you know, you, you go out and you get something new in your life, I don't know, a car, a pair of pants, whatever it is that you just bought. And like three days later, it's got like a stain on it and a little nick in it. You know, mm-hmm. you just painted your house and your kids walk in and they like kick, kick the wall, you know, mm-hmm. and that's like a metaphor for life because nothing ever stays in this ever changing state. What was the lesson for you about positive ways of setting goals versus goals that were you know, too, too focused on like this endless craving for perfection? I think it's, there's so many things, you know, um, how to set goals, how to be realistic with yourself and how to be, yeah. So setting some realistic, small, achievable goals, you know, Um, I think as a perfectionist, I think it's really important to just step back and to learn how to manage your goals and how to manage your schedule. So the way I work when it comes to any type of goal setting is that every morning, (laughs) it's part of my morning routine. I, um, you know, I sit down, I do my journaling, I do a little bit of meditation, and then I set my goals for my day. And when I set my goals, I have a rule. I do not set a million goals. <laughs> I set small achievable goals. And normally I focus on the one topic. I don't try and focus on five things at once and achieve five goals for each. No, try to just focus and zone in on, on one thing. Um, so that's, that's the way I go about goals. That's the way I try to be kind of gentle with myself, because if you overstack your schedule with all these goals, then you could get disappointed. And if you're a perfectionist, you get really hard on yourself because you didn't achieve your 100 goals. Like, okay, let, let's try to focus on the one thing. Set yourself. I like to set three to five goals on that one topic. 
and just really perfect it. And that, that's a great way of just making sure that you achieve those goals effectively and right. giving it your 110%. Right. What's your take on, the one thing I learned about perfection is that perfection is a lot about control mm. um, at a psychological level. So, right. so people who feel, and I'll, I'll just say me, I'll say people, people, it's easy to say people. So what I learned <laughs> about me in the process of perfection, that a lot of it was about control. It was about sometimes mm-hmm. feeling emotionally uncomfortable. And the way of dealing with that was um, making something perfect and trying to exercise some kind of control over it. And if I could just make it perfect, I'd feel better about it. And I know people mm-hmm. in my life who I'm surrounded with who are, uh, very controlled in their life. And I'm not suggesting they're controlling. They're just extremely controlled. Like, I mean, mm. not type A. They're like type AAA batteries. I mean, these people are ramped up on how do I keep my life in perfect, perfect order. What's your take on on why the perfect, the striving perfection as a kind of mechanism for control doesn't really play out so well? Like, what have mm. you noticed in your own experience when you might be feeling uncomfortable with something and how you'll crave for perfection around it to kind of try to re... I don't know. Do you go through that experience? Do you have that mm. sense sometimes? Uh, of course. I think I definitely can relate to that. I think wanting complete control of all situations is would be fantastic, but it's just unrealistic and it's just impossible. Um, A lot of times, I think this just made me think of, you know, my people pleasing side, how this really plays a big role on why I'm trying to be perfect, how I'm, you know, I want everyone to, this is, you know, something that I I like to continue to work on. But basically, yes, I want my work to be perfect. I want to be looked at as, okay, the most effective person. This is, yes. But the thing is, is that I realize um, you don't always things take time, things, you know, you have to be patient. And um, there is no such thing as pleasing everyone. And there is no such thing as having complete control of a situation, you know. Um, So the best thing you can do is just always focus on trying to be your best self and give your best because that's all you can give. Right. I think there's, I, the one thing I learned about people pleasing, there's interesting mm-hmm. perfection and people pleasing because they, they, you're right, they kind of go hand in hand. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're siblings to each other. Um, yeah. People pleasing is its own kind of control. Right. I'm going to control how you feel about me because I want you to feel good about me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go to like the ends, ends of the world for you to feel good about me so I can control the outcome here because the idea mm-hmm. that you wouldn't like me is like unpleasant to me scares me makes me uncomfortable now obviously we can't control how people feel about us but if we feel like if we really just push to the end we'll be loved you know right. someone will be like i love you elisa you mm. do wonderful things you're a good person you know your place in this world is secure with me and right. i think it also comes back to that feeling f- of feeling uncomfortable of feeling right. insecure and if mm. only others can create that veil of security for me, I can kind of walk through the world feeling I'm okay with myself. So I think that there's a, it's an interesting thing, the people pleasing side. It's another pattern that I've noticed in my own life as well. And I, and I, and I empathize when you say that. Yeah. I think a lot of people can relate to this. Um, I think it's in, it's in a lot of us. It's human nature. I think we all want to be, like you said, loved. We all want to be accepted. We all, 
And it, it's totally okay, you know, that there's nothing wrong with that. And I think being trying to be your best self, it can serve you in so many ways and it's okay to want to be loved. But, you know, you can't, you need to learn how to take criticism and need to learn how to make mistakes because truth is, this is how you make progress, right? So it's just how learning how to embrace your mistakes. I've really mastered that now where I'm trying to like, really embrace my challenges, embrace my mistakes, own them and share them and not, and, and actually not be afraid to share them. Because um, I think a lot of times people feel alone when, um, you know, feeling like alone in the sense, oh, I'm the only one that feels like a people pleasing, or I'm the only one that goes through anxiety. It's like, share your experiences with people. It really puts them at ease and makes them feel like, okay, hopeful, the people that conquer this. So yeah. No, I think that's, that's a good point because the gift we give each other is the gift of our authenticity. Mm. That's why I'm really mindful. Even when we do these life casts and we're talking to pros in our network, the goal is not to portray our pros as perfect. The goal is not Mm. to say that it, the goal is to in fact say that these are people who have been through their own experiences of adversity. What makes them great at what they do is not because they've had a perfect life. It's because Mm. they've found a way to be perfectly imperfect. You know, they found a way to be okay with not being okay. And Mm -hmm. that's really the trick of life. Trick of life is not figuring out how to be perfect. Like if that's what you're striving for, you know, life is going to get unpleasant. Yes. Uh, Love everything you said there. Yes. Cool. Um, Your wellness coaching work. Let's talk about Mm. that. Let's touch on that. Um, Yeah. Share with everybody a little bit about what you do. Like what's your approach with everything that you've Mm -hmm. been through? having done modeling, big focus on nutrition. We talked earlier that I just learned earlier that you're doing volunteer work with special needs kids. Like you've got a very eclectic view on the world and a very compassionate and caring view on the world. How do you approach your wellness coaching when someone comes to you who's like, Elisa, like things aren't quite right. What's your, what's your approach working with people? Mm. Um, Well, I think my main focus when I sit down with the client for, for doing something virtually is that I want them to feel like this is a safe space and a sense of support. So my number one thing is truly to make sure my client, my friend who will become my friend is going to be supported and will feel connected. Um, so what I try and do with my clients, of course, it's it's all about them. You know, it's just about their journey. I get to know them. And we try, we try to, you know, together to guide them in the right direction so that they can achieve their health and wellness goals, whatever that looks like. And the truth is, is that I believe that there's many aspects to wellness. Of course, not just about nutrition. It's not just about physical activity. I think that we can both agree that there's maybe spirituality involved, there's career, there's so many aspects to having to be being well. So I try to really um, analyze and evaluate all aspects, and then kind of customize a program that fits perfect to their lifestyle. And I my my goal is to make them fall in love with their lifestyle. Like I want them to fall in love with their healthy lifestyle, because that's what it did for me. And I've seen it. And I know that if you do give this a chance, you will literally live this this much more fulfilling and joyful life and it's just a feeling i believe that healthy is not about yes sure 
you will get that fitter body. Yes, you will get that glowing skin. There's things that from the physical aspect that will come out, but truly it's a feeling. You feel powerful. You feel you feel like you've conquered something. You feel healthy. You feel more energized. And so my mission is just to help people take that step forward on their own, right. okay, while I support them and support them every step of the way. Mm. Because I know a lot of times people know what to do. <laughs> a lot of times I've been with people where they're like, they actually have the answers. They know exactly what to do. They just need a little bit of support and someone to maybe be like, you know what? I believe in you. Mm. Yeah. So, if you need, if you want to feel a little bit better about yourself, just take right. a bit of time with Elisa. <laughs> I mean, people will honestly tell you like, I'm, I'm a mix of things. I have a bit of cynicism in me. I have a lot of op optimism in me. I, I straddle the world of realism and idealism. I had a, I, and probably a lot of that mix comes from the fact that I'm a youngest child of, of three and my two brothers were very different and I got mm -hmm. the best of both of their worlds. Mm -hmm. um, but I know that every time you and I have a touch, a, a touch base and, and we connect that the one feeling that comes through really loud and clear is the sense of like enthusiasm and embracing life. And it's not unrealistic and, and, you know, like it's just grounded in, in I, I'm grateful for the life that I have. So I appreciate you sharing that. I get to Thank run you. you through the LifeCast questionnaire. Buckle yes. Up, buckle up. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm I feel like I'm setting someone up for a car crash when I do this. <laughs> so so tell me, what's your favorite quality in a person? Ooh, kindness. Mm, yeah. For sure. Is there a mantra or an idea that guides your life, something that makes you feel more grounded? I would say, um, mm, there's so many things here. Something you kind of go back to pretty often. Let me just give this a little bit of thought. It's okay. We have endless tape. It's digital. <laughs> um, let me think about this. I have, it depends on the day. I'll be honest. Like I don't have one particular one. Um, I, it really depends on my mood and my day, but something that I just always, you know, remind myself is that, you know, there's just, I put three words and it's, it's love, it's kindness and it's peace. Um, and depending on my mood, I really mean that it's like every day I really write in my journal and I'll look for that inspiring quote, that inspiring quote that's going to set me off for that day. Um, but something that I'm always striving for, those three words, I swear, it's peace, love, and kindness. So as cheesy as that sounds, it's the Perfect. truth. <laughs> Perfect. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Is there one person in particular that's influenced how you see the world? The yes. Absolutely. My mother. Mm. My mother is amazing. My mother is um, a very special human to me. She is a life coach herself, but she worked in business for many, many years. And she just has, has gone through a lot, has taught me a lot through her actions. And she's just given me like the most, through it all, she's given me so much love. Like that's one thing. She was just so good at giving me abundance of love and support. And she always believed in me. And it just gave me, um, it just made me look at life at, in a different lens. Thanks to her. Thanks, mom. Thanks, you mom. Must, you must love Mother's Day. Is, okay. <laughs> is there one area of your life right now where you're doing some of your own personal growth work, one area in particular that you're focused on? 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's always something I'm working on. Absolutely. Give and me one, one big one. One big one. Um, right now, I would say is, well, you know what? We talked about this a lot, but it's it's actually my my people-pleasing side, mm. you know? Um, I think this is something that I'm still I'm still working on. Definitely have made progress, but that's my main focus for right now. Cool. Well, I'm glad we got to talk about it. If mm-hmm. not, um, if not you, who or what would you want to be if I gave you 24 hours to just see the world through someone or something else's perspective? Oh, great question. Who would I want? So, who I would want to be for yeah, like? Yeah, I give you, I give you a day to like experience the world through someone else's perspective or it could be something okay i like it what would you be for that 24 hours Hmm. there are so many amazing people out there um i'm gonna go with i would love to see the world from hmm. i'm gonna say there's two people it's hard to pick i i look up to I look up to Oprah and I looked up to Brendan Burchard. They're both amazing. I'm going up there, but okay, it would be, sure. to be at their level okay. with the way they see life. Come on. It'd be amazing. Interesting. Cool. If you could have any superpower, yes. what, would it, what would it be? Mm. I think it would be to be able to freeze time. Really? Yeah, actually. Um, the reason for this is, well, time is precious, you know, and I think if I would have a little more time in my life, I would, I, I could become, I could get more knowledgeable, I could be more organized, I feel like it would just, I could have more time to, you know, self-develop to whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. I think I just really, really cherish time. Right. So I would definitely freeze time if I could. And I'd be able to, whoever I touch can freeze time with me. Okay. <laughs> now you're just being greedy with the superpower. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, I'll take A and I'll take B. I'll take B. Thanks. If you're asking, I'll just take it all. Yeah. Elisa, thank you. Thanks for um, being open and being um, transparent and you know giving all of yourself during this podcast. So you can stay connected and continue learning with Elisa on huddle.com. Her handle is at coach hyphen Elisa, E-L-I-S-A. For those who are new to Huddle, Huddle is a place to meet amazing people who are sharing wisdom, finding support, and becoming the best versions of themselves. This has been the huddle.com Lifecast. I want to thank you for tuning in and thank you for turning on to your lives. Mm-hmm.